that will take a lot of work. It will take a lot of education of people who aren't familiar with how NIL works, old school people, new school people, whoever it may be. My name is Patrick McWilliams. I'm the director and founder of the Massachusetts Collective. We're a NIL collective, so name, image, and likeness collective. Uh, it's focused on supporting UMass basketball athletes, both the men's side and the women's side. We started in the beginning of November this year, so we're only you know about 70 days old or so, but we have about 210 individual members, some business members as well, that all uh, contribute on either a monthly basis as a subscription or on a one-time basis. And our goal is to help University of Massachusetts basketball athletes capitalize on their uh, name, image, and likeness. And so far, we've signed three players. The first player was Tafara from New Zealand, who we're um, extremely excited about. And be able to get that deal done as our first player was something that we we really were concentrating on. And we're excited that we were able to get, get it done in such a short time span that we had available to him being an international player. But our goal is to you know expand our membership base and expand uh, the impact that we can have with athletes at UMass, both on the men's and women's side. Could you let us know um, how did you get to where you are right now in 30 seconds? A lot of work. It takes a lot of work to get this off the ground and to just to start an NIL collective. Probably I'm working about 50, 60 hours a week on this personally myself and just recruiting members is our biggest thing now and then obviously signing athletes going forward as well. But it just takes a lot of work to get to where we are now and to, to keep growing it. We'll still be working 50, 60 hours a week on this and, and growing this to be hopefully the best program for NIL in the A-10, the Atlantic 10, the conference that UMass is in and then compete nationally as well in the NIL space, especially internationally is what we want to concentrate on. What is that about Tifara that's appealing to you? So he wasn't even on campus until maybe mid-October, late October. So I didn't really get a chance to meet him until then. But just what stands out physically as a basketball player is he's just an athletic freak. He's so light on his feet. And you can tell he's gaining confidence each, each second he's here. You know, the game in the U.S. is a little bit different than in New Zealand. You can see every second he's on the court, he's getting more confident. And just as a person, too, and his family, the type of people that we want to have at UMass and the type of people that we want to uh, have represent the Massachusetts Collective as well. What are some of the challenges that you faced signing to Farah and how did you overcome it? Just signing anybody to an international NIL deal is challenging just with a lot of it's just timing because they can't do any work while they're in the United States because of their visa status. You can you know, discuss opportunities when they're in the United States, but they can't even sign a document or do any work for us while they're in the United States. So just timing is challenging for that. We didn't think we'd have an opportunity to engage with Tafar until the summertime when he went home for the summer. But luckily UMass had kind of an extended break over Christmas. He was able to fly home, which took, you know, 40 hours one way, which is crazy. And he was only home for about two or three days. So the challenge was we had to get the deal done in that two or three day time period and then also have all the work be done in New Zealand in that two or three day time period. While respecting that was over Christmas too. So we didn't want to interfere with his family obligations with Christmas or take up too much of his time, but we were able to get the deal done and then produce a bunch of content that we're still going to drip out over the next couple of weeks and months for our members in that two or three day period, basically over six or eight hours over what was Christmas Eve, uh, the 24th of December over there in New Zealand. So we were able to get it done quickly, but the challenges were just legal challenges. We had to deal with uh, compliance at UMass, who was super helpful. 
our lawyer, um, international immigrations, and then obviously just getting a deal done personally with Tafar and his family as well, something that they were comfortable with. So there's a lot of boxes that we had to check and do it very quickly. We basically had a period of five days to get prepped before we made the offer to him. But I think that's the benefit that the Massachusetts Collective has, that we'll, we're going to be aggressive and agile in the way that we you know, approach the NIL space, especially internationally. And we want to be a leader in the international NIL space and have UMass be a destination for international players. Could you give us an example of what Safari can benefit from the deal? You know, we, we'd have several deliverables that he would do. Most of it for an international student would be different content that we would produce for our members. So podcast, interviews, meet and greets virtually with our members, which we did on the 24th New Zealand time, which is the 23rd our time. But obviously for him, uh, you know, he was compensated in the five figure range for just, you know, two or three days of work, which is basically six straight hours. And we want to continue that relationship with Tafar when he goes home. He's someone that UMass fans and members of the collective really gravitate to and are excited about and want to hear more, more from. Obviously, we're limited in the time that we can do it because he has to be in New Zealand to fulfill any work that we have done. So in the future, when he goes home for, you know, the summer break or spring break or wherever he's home, we want to do new deals with him as well. But monetarily, it's it's hugely beneficial to these athletes to capitalize on their NIL and we'll continue to be aggressive with with him and then, you know, hopefully with other international uh, NIL prospects in the future as well. Just have to be aware of just the implications that have to do with your visa, because it's not just the NCAA that we're dealing with, with the NCAA regulations. Those are pretty straightforward um, for NIL deals, but obviously the wrinkle with being on an international visa, you can't even work for it, anything unless it's the on-campus job for like five hours a week. So just for any international student that's thinking about entering an NIL deal, make sure you're talking with compliance from your school, make sure you're talking to whoever handled your visa, and make sure that the collective or the individual business who's approaching you has that as top of mind too. And that they communicate that to you from day one and that your visa status is the most important thing. If we can get that cleared away, then we go to NCA regulations and compliance, and then we move towards the deal. But your visa status and protecting that and your eligibility are the two top things. And you want to work with somebody that has that top of mind, somebody that has proven that they can do that, and somebody that has proven that they won't be you know, wasting your time or putting your, your status in jeopardy as well. So what are some of the short-term goals that UMass Collective have and what are some of the long-term goals you guys have? Short-term goals is we're concentrating on increasing our membership. Right now we have about 210 members. Our goal is by the NCAA tournament. So about two, a little bit more than two months from now, we wanna have 400 members of the collective, individual members, grow our membership base of businesses as well. Um, so we can raise you know, a significant amount of money and have a, a good war chest built up as we go into the off season um, for you know, retaining players, recruiting players, whatever we can do within the NCAA rules. Uh, but we want to get our membership up to 400 members, sign a few more athletes. We'll be signing a few more athletes this week as well from both the men's and women's teams at UMass. And then going forward, just, you know, growing our membership to, you know, there's 1,500 season ticket holders at UMass. There should be more than that. But, you know, you have several thousands of people that go to every game locally and then people that watch at home too. There's no reason why we shouldn't have over a thousand members by next year at this time. That will take a lot of work. It'll take a lot of education of people who aren't familiar with how NIL works, old school people, new school people, whoever it may be, but we need to be aggressive in the education and recruitment of members so we can grow this thing and be 
uh, a huge, not just in the A-10 in our conference, but nationally and internationally as well. And I think that's just going to take hard work and, and time and education of people because UMass is a huge fan base and it only gets bigger when we, you know, sign players like to far to play for UMass and then to be, you know, a representative of the collective as well. Congratulations on the signing and I'm really looking forward to what you guys can do in this space. I want to give a shout out to Keith. Shout out to Keith Hinters.